0: Welcome to The Autism Dad Ohio. I'm Rob Gorski. Building on the success of my award winning blog and podcast, The Autism Dad, this localized edition supports Ohio families on their autism parenting journeys. As a single dad of three amazing autistic kids, I've been a go to resource for parents navigating neurodivergence across the globe since 2010. The Autism Dad Ohio connects you with essential resources, education, and support that will help you all throughout your journey. You'll also hear inspiring stories from families all across Ohio, just like yours, reminding you that you're not alone. So don't miss out. New episodes drop every Friday. Subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app and visit theautismdad.com for more information. On this week's episode of the Autism Dad Ohio, I'm going to share an interview with you guys that I did with Gary Tonks. Gary Tonks is the president and CEO of the Ark of Ohio, and they are one of the most amazing organizations in the state of Ohio. Uh, and even, honestly, across the country because they're they're everywhere. And Gary and I sat down and had a conversation about what the ARC is, how it got started, and uh, how it helps families of kids with disabilities to advocate and just sort of navigate everyday life and the things that come up along the way. So uh, I really appreciate you guys taking the time to tune in, and uh, I hope you guys enjoy the interview. Uh, thank you for taking the time to be here. I really appreciate it. Um, Gary, like I know that you're the president and CEO of the Arc of Ohio, uh, and we're going to get into like all of that stuff in a minute, but like, who is Gary Tonks? Like what, what made you so passionate about advocating for people with disabilities?
1: Well, I, I grew up with a cousin with cerebral palsy. Okay. Um, and we say disability is normal. It, it was normal to me, uh, I went to, I had volunteered, I, I'm really kind of nerdy. I belonged to an organization in a high school called Future Teachers of America. And I volunteered in a special ed classroom. I had aspirations of being a fifth grade elementary school teacher, went to college. The first week of college, I was dating a special ed major and she said, hey, we're, I belong to this group. We're holding a dance for people with disabilities. We need guys to dance with the girls. I went, it was an organization called Youth Arc. And the week I turned 18, I joined what was called Youth Arc. Uh, Broke up with that girl, but stayed with uh, Youth Arc and volunteered every weekend while I was going to college in a children's institution. Uh, We did a scouting program. I did it because it was fun. Uh, graduated with a bachelor's in elementary ed, and that summer took a job in a group home operated by the ARC uh, in Pennsylvania. And by the fall, I had a teaching job, taught for a semester, realized I'm not the kind of guy that deals well with four walls. I love to teach, but not within four walls. Mm-hmm. Quit, went back to the group home, and then got promoted rapidly from what was then called a house parent that this was in 1978. Uh, so I've been doing this a long time, um, became a program director, um, uh, a caseworker, uh, became a local executive director for a local chapter in Pennsylvania, then became the state director for the arc of Alabama, the state director for the arc of California, and then, over twenty five years ago, I was asked to come to Ohio and be the state director for the Ark of Ohio. Wow, yeah, so it's kind of I'm a lifer <laughs> uh do it for a lot of personal reasons I'd even want to not say here, yeah. but it's you know it it just for me it became a calling
0: and, and so uh, well that's that's amazing. I had no idea and um that's what I really like about about doing this because you get. I think there's like a personal connection. Everybody has some kind of connection to these things.
1: And David, who you met recently, I tell him he came from the real world. I've never lived in the real world. I mean, I, my wife is a special educator. Mm -hmm. Uh, She grew up with a cousin and an uncle with down syndrome. I grew up with a cousin with cerebral palsy. Uh, This is typical and normal for us. And uh, one of my greatest frustrations are our families like yours that didn't know. Uh, And, and we get that a lot, that how come I didn't know about the ARC? How come I didn't? The changes we've made in corporate structure are making it much easier to get people out. We've got 11,000 people on our e-list and growing. Uh, they tell me we reached over 200,000 people through social media last year. Wow! So any of your listeners that are on Facebook, we have the Ark of Ohio Facebook Um mm-hmm. uh, and and what I love about social media is parents can ask parents, you're the greatest resource for other people.
0: For like the average person out there listening right now, and maybe they have a child with Down syndrome, maybe they have a child with autism or whatever, how would you summarize the arc for them? Like um, they're overwhelmed. They don't know how to navigate things with school. They're trying to get on maybe government assistance to help cover expenses or Medicaid to help cover things that insurance won't cover. How, like, what role does the arc play for the average person or the average special needs family?
1: I think it begins with a phone call or an email. Mm-hmm. Um, and just we talk through because everyone's different. Uh, my email is Gary. Tonks, O N K S at the arc, A-R-C, of Ohio.org. Um, it just starts with a conversation. Um, One of the big challenges, especially for the autism community, is there is a federal entitlement to a free and appropriate public education up till the age of 22. Beyond that, there is not an entitlement to adult services. So I could have an IEP or I could be uh, ADHD, you know, attention deficit disorder. I could have all these labels and I graduate from school, and then I don't qualify for services. The adult world ha- uses what's called a functional definition. So if I have autism, and I've always had an IEP, but I can drive, I get around the community, I can, I can be Sheldon Cooper on The Big Bang Theory. Yeah, I don't qualify for services, and maybe I shouldn't. But parents have have spent 22 years minimum, accepting the fact that their child has a disability, and somehow they graduate, and now they're not disabled anymore, right? You know, so we have to. We talk through that. Uh, we have people with Down syndrome that don't qualify for our county board services because they drive cars and they have full-time jobs. If I don't function like a stereotypical person with a disability, you know. Uh, We have age-blind and disabled Social Security benefits, but disability on the Social Security side of the house is, I can't hold down a full-time job. If i got a full-time job, I'm not disabled, regardless of my diagnosis. So your diagnosis is taken into consideration, but it's how I function. We also have the families who, I don't want my kid to have a label. So, they've not been in public school. I've homeschooled them. They don't have a label. County board eligibility depends on that label before Mm -hmm. the age of 22. And if I can't prove, document, I can't document that my child had a label before age 22, I don't qualify for services. Uh, There are other services available. There's something called the home care waiver operated by. the Department of Medicaid uh, that that may be able to help, but we've got these quirky rules and laws also. 22 is the cutoff for a lot of stuff. So let's say I had my 22nd birthday, and the next day I went swimming with a buddy, I dived into a shallow pool and I broke my neck. I'm physically functioning like someone with a developmental disability, but I don't qualify because I became disabled after the age of 22. Everyone I know has referred me to the County Board of DD. Uh, Because I might, I probably have a head injury and a spinal cord injury, and I function just like that guy who's 21, but I don't qualify because I became injured at 22 in a day. I would qualify for the home care waiver through Medicaid, but who's going to tell me I qualify for that and not this? we do stuff like that so they
0: so where parents think like they've hit a brick wall call call and they may not there may be ways around it. there may be doors that you can go through i believe in either going through over under
1: or around or you just knock it down you know so part of the navigation is just a a couple minute phone call you like you're maybe knocking on the wrong door uh kids with epilepsy for example Mm There are services that you might be able to access that you're not going to access over through another door. Or there are sometimes people who have been knocking on the county board of DD door and they call me for help to open the door. And I ask a simple question. Well, what do you need? Well, that's not behind that door. You know, even if I help you get through the door to the county board, they don't have what you want. So county board services, unless you live in a large metropolitan county, don't usually pay for therapies. They pay for what are called support in activities of daily living, getting up, getting dressed, getting to work. Um, The therapies are coming from another part of state government. And sometimes, often, it's like, nope. There's no one-stop shop, really, uh, other than us, and we're not paid to do it. We're a independent. We're a charity. We're a non-for-profit charity, and it's just uh, steering. It can be holding hands. It can be. I know there's another dad in your county. Why don't you go out for a beer with them? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that simple.
0: So I guess you're kind of like almost gatekeepers, really, like. You're helping people to know what direction to go in, mm-hmm. and um, maybe they're trying to go in the wrong direction, right? Because they think it's the right way to go, but you point out, "Let's try this" or "Let's try this." So it doesn't really matter what your child's disability is or what your family situation is. If you have any questions or any concerns, uh, the arc could be one of your very first calls. Yeah, just call. We'll
1: we'll help. Uh-huh. And then because we're also, we also think of ourselves as a, as a civil rights organization. Uh, had a mom call me last summer that had tried to get her daughter into a uh, camp in central Ohio. And the camp person's, the person answering the phone said, we don't do Down syndrome. It was a misunderstanding in that this was the office manager who was offered the answer the phone. They had just done training on autism So in her mind, she was thinking, well, if we take kids with disabilities, it's going to be autism now. So I called them and did a training for their staff on inclusion. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've done training for transportation providers. Um, I did a training not too long ago for an art museum who had done this major remodel in one of our cities, and they were proudly wanting to have me come in to all the stuff they had done. And I walked into, they had an auditorium, and I said, okay, you remodeled. How do I get up on stage? Well, what do you mean? I said, I I might be a performer that needs to be on stage. How do I get on stage? And I get a blank look. They had also remodeled all their bathrooms. I'm on the first floor, and there was a sign with the Universal Handicap, sticker on it, pointing upstairs, but there was no elevator to get upstairs. So sometimes we'll do things like walkthroughs of, and I'll encourage um, business owners or people that have remodeled, get in a wheelchair and you try to get to the bathroom or you do something. There's a perception with the stage that that couldn't be an entertainer that had a disability that would be on stage entertaining I
0: mean, it's
1: just what people have grown up with uh, and and they don't think about. But um, until you've been in a wheelchair or until you've worn um, earplugs all day and not understand that some people don't hear real well or, you know, there there are so many things that uh, you just you just don't know if you've not experienced it. And as I said earlier, I've never lived without disability in my life. so I I think about that. If I go to yeah. a casino, even though I don't I can open the door, I'm the guy that pushes the button to make sure that the casino door opens uh, by itself. yeah, because I might have a buddy that I want to take to the casino with me
0: so for families out there who who want to reach out to the ark, There's no cost to them, right? Like everything that you guys do for the public is free. So they don't have to worry about cost is is a deterrent for reaching out.
1: No, we do um, conferences at the state level and regional level. And if we're serving a meal, uh, there's usually a cost associated with it. But my personal belief is we don't want that to prohibit you from coming. So let us know. We'll figure out a way. Okay. Uh, We also have a program in certain parts of the state. We do here in Stark County uh, and in uh, Belmont County, farther down along the river, called, we like to call the Angel Project, where we have a benefactor that provides us funding for food and clothing for people with disabilities. So uh, we didn't want to be a program that had used clothing. Um, So it's a program that to say you have a job interview and you have a developmental disability but you really don't have clothes appropriate uh we have volunteers that will take you shopping to buy new clothes oh wow uh, we've got and it tends to be guys that i i do double or triple x uh guys that have lived in wheelchairs all their life they tend to be a little heavy uh that we'll have to order special things for mm-hmm. um many of our adults with disabilities are on food stamps uh If it's the third week and I'm running out of food, we have funding to help people get more food. So we do those kind of things as well. And we use our volunteers to uh, go shopping. It's specifically in Stark in those counties and Belmont County and the surrounding counties, but we figure out a way. We also created an assistive technology program. We advocated for years, I have friends with several palsy that have communication problems. Mm-hmm. They know what they want to say, but they can't say it right. uh, because their mouth isn't working. their Their vocal cords are there, but they're not. Something's just not working. Forever in Medicaid, you could buy a twelve thousand dollars communication device, which is a big thing that sits on your lap, and you push the letters. and But then it came along iPads and apps. Mm-hmm where I can do exactly the same thing, and it's not a $12,000 communication device. Medicaid waivers now pay for iPads and other communication devices that are far less, but the rule under Medicaid waivers is the payment is something that's called usual and customary. Okay. So you have the assistive technology provider is certified by the state, They can charge a quote unquote usual and customary rate, which is sometimes double and triple the actual cost of the iPad. Uh, There's an organization called the Knights of Columbus, I'll give a shout out to. The Knights of Columbus have, they um, ask for donations throughout the year, and we receive a nice check from the Knights of Columbus or multiple checks. We use that to subsidize uh, an assisted assistive technology program so that we can get iPads to people at cost. Um, and if you don't have Medicaid and your local County won't fund it, we'll work out something to get you the piece of equipment that you need. Uh, and we're not charging double or triple it's at cost or if we can provide it through your waiver, it doesn't cost you anything.
0: anything. Yeah. Um, so, if you were to summarize the mission of the Ark of Ohio, how would you summarize that?
1: I, I still say it's promote the general welfare, um, but in a in the most inclusive way possible. We're not an organization that's going to say, so when I started in Ohio twenty five years ago, we had a challenge that we had splintered into your kid goes to the wrong school or your kid lives in the wrong building. And we made a decision. We're not going to fight about buildings and brick and mortar. We're going to try to educate and let parents and people with disabilities themselves make decisions. And it's not as long, as long as you're healthy and safe and not being hurt, that's not our decision. That's yours. Um, So I think it's still promote the general welfare, and we work with families to figure out what that is, rather than a corporate structure in that a local entity decides what that is. Um, I think many of the families got into some problems in the 50s of, we'll create a preschool program, but we'll determine who qualifies for that preschool program. Our our philosophy is now is, there are people that run preschools, and we're going to help them support little kids that need a preschool. You know, it's it's a different way of of looking at things.
0: So it's sort of like supporting the community and the parents in order to be more inclusive. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, many parents think, "Oh, my
1: kids graduating, so I got to get guardianship." Well, there are laws that maybe that's your choice, but did you know you could do some other things? There's a bill pending for supported decision making. There's always already a law that says your son if he hasn't been declared incompetent, can just write a note saying, I authorized my dad to be my representative. And within the state of Ohio, he has the same standing. I mean, we've done all of these things. It's just getting the
0: the message out to people. Is there um, there a specific story that you have experienced over the years that really sort of speaks true to what the arc
1: Oh, I don't know. You're gonna have me wondering.
0: Yeah, there are lots. So
1: I, 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 think like we we do an annual day at Cedar Point. Okay. We have for over 40 years. Cedar Point, without any fanfare, gives us 2,000 free tickets and as many half-price admissions as we want on a day in May every year. Um, they also provide all these free picnic lunches. I got here 25 years ago. And it was known internally as Retarded Day at Cedar Point. And I said, I don't think so. We're not doing that. It's segregated. We're... It's not segregated. Uh, it became, it's our company picnic. And anyone's welcome. You don't have to be a member. But the story that I remember, and I think it's we because we're getting out there in the community. Uh, I got a call from uh, a young dad who had... When he was in high school, dating a girl, was there on Arc Day at Cedar Point. And he saw, we get 10,000 people there. Uh, and there are also 50,000 other people in the park. Uh, he had heard the message that Gary doesn't want to do this anymore. It's, you know, the R-Day at Cedar Point. He called me and he said, you, you can't do, stop this. When I was there in high school with my girlfriend, I didn't know that we would get married and have a child with a disability. Because I saw what people with disabilities can do because of the ARC, I knew this was gonna be okay. And as a dad, you know, as yeah. a dad, I was gonna be okay. It's, uh, it's simple stories like that, for mm-hmm. me, uh, that for me, that's motivation to go another week. I'm in the latter part of my career. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm not going anywhere cause I can't imagine going anywhere.
0: Wow. I, uh, as a parent, I so appreciate everything that you're doing and, and I guess you just don't know the impact that you have because, because that impact doesn't always hit in that moment, right? It can mm-hmm. be, it could be like a ripple effect and those ripples, Will eventually get to me I didn't know they were coming <laughs> didn't know the impact it was going to have and and there we are
1: it, uh, it it's yeah I mean I I I tell people I I work with people for a living some of them happen to happen to have disabilities mm-hmm. it, it just um, that's that's my world but I think it should be everyone's world uh, that we're all different uh, we ride in the pride parades every mm-hmm. year uh, and it, it, it's it's funny, there are 100,000 people lining High Street in downtown Columbus and they know who we are. You know, uh, disability is in every socioeconomic level. Um, one in 10 Ohio families is affected by disability. But when I meet someone, the first thing I say is not, you know, I've got a cousin, uncle, and, you know, with disabilities. I don't, I don't say that. When I meet with a legislator, typically, not me, but others, that's not the first thing you say. Um, I think a major part of our job is part of that pride movement, that I've got a kidney, he's got blue eyes. Oh, well, by, by the way, he's got autism. He's got Down syndrome. He's got cerebral palsy. Yeah. He's got Prater-Willi. He's got... Um, but he's also my kid and you better take care of him because
0: I'm going to be after you if you don't. Uh, yeah. Do you have any like closing message to the families in Ohio?
1: I think, you know, hold on to your kids, hold on to your, your loved ones. Um, call us if you need help. We're there to help. That's what we do. Um, doesn't cost anything. Uh, our one of our administrative assistants is in her late sixties. Uh, her job is to answer the phone and listen. Mm-hmm. And if so, and sometimes we don't use a lot of technology when you answer when the when you call. I mean, we try to be there's a real person at the end of the line. You know, if it's after hours, yeah, sure. But uh, it's a uh, well, like I said about the the parent that called who had had a five month old with Down syndrome sometimes it's just hearing a friendly voice
0: it's a human connection
1: it is it's that human connection and uh congratulations you had a child that child happens to have a disability but you had a child that's a blessing yeah Uh, yeah and yes dad thank you i know what you what you go through you know especially being a single dad yeah yeah
0: i'm so i'm so grateful for the help that i have and, you know, I have my own village, I have my family and, and all that stuff. And uh, I've just found comfort in trying to use what I've learned along the way mm-hmm. and highlighting my mistakes, which like are way too many to count, you know, and, and help people to navigate. So there's somebody there for them because like I felt when I first went through this, uh, someone recently described it to me as like, you're, you're pushed off a cliff and told to find a parachute on the way down. And that's,
1: Uh, yeah, it's scary enough just being a dad, let alone having a, being a dad and dealing with the stuff people have to deal with, uh, and the, the doors that are shut. Um, I, I guess, uh, one of the things I tell parents, if it doesn't feel right or sound right, it's probably not right. Um, and we educate the professionals as well as ourselves.
0: Well, I, I really appreciate everything that you do and I really appreciate your time. And uh My buddy's looking at me, he knows I cry during these things and he's laughing at me. You, <laughs> you know, I mean I, I get emotional about this stuff too because like I can I I know what it feels like. And I I think that there's strength in that emotion, right? It helps guide you uh, and it helps keep you going and it and it helps um it helps you stay human in a world that tries to change that
1: very much so they they tease me at the state house because i'm i and it is not put on it's not artificial but there's often in i'll be testifying before the house of representatives and i start crying yeah and so do legislators you know they they need to know that emotional part of what we do and what we're struggling with
0: well, thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Th- this, was, this was amazing. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for everything that you do. I'll, I'll have all of your information, links, uh, social links, and we will connect on whatever stuff, information you want. Uh, it'll be in the show notes for the episode. It'll be on the blog post okay. and social media so we can help people connect with the ARC uh, no matter where they are in the state of Ohio and uh, help spread the message.
1: Great. Right. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Oh, I really appreciate it, man. Thank you. Before I let you go, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to tune in today. It means a lot to me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I put a lot of time and energy into each one of these episodes because I want there to be a resource for you that wasn't available for me when I was going through this with my kids. And, you know, I I want there to be a positive impact on your lives. I want you to be able to learn something and enjoy what you're hearing. So Uh, Thank you again. I really appreciate it. For more information, you can visit TheAutismDad.com. You can subscribe on any one of your favorite podcast listening apps, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Thank you.